I think the banker of the future is somebody who can take a more advisory role in people's lives and give give them uh, products and services that make uh, all frictions in your life go away and make things easy. Right, this is Heja Framtiden, the Swedish podcast on the future. My name is Christian von Essen, and I'm uh, recording from Internet Dagarna, the Internet Days uh, from Internet Stiftelsen, the Internet Agency in Stockholm, Sweden. I'm here with uh, Ingvar Ugland, Executive Vice President, and Espen Sandelarsen, Senior Vice President from uh, DNB New Tech Lab, Oslo and Palo Alto. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. DNB is the biggest Norwegian bank. Uh, and well, it's actually called the Norske Bank, right? DNB. Yes. Yeah, that's easy. Um, and you run a new tech lab uh, as a sort of uh, playground. Can you explain <laughs> a bit of what you're doing there? Yeah, a lot of people think that we just play around with technology. This is, uh, in fact, serious business. Um, the way we look at it is that um, we're kind of the, the SWAT team for new technology, so special weapons and tactics. We uh, carry with us everything we have, an autonomous team that can go out in the field. Uh, we do believe that the future is already here. It's just very unevenly distributed. So it's uh, our task to go into uncharted territory and uh, figure out where it's safe to go and where it's not. And then kind of report back to experiments. And we have a technology radar that's kind of guiding the rest of the company uh, on what kind of technologies would be suitable for different tasks and so on. So uh, we're a small team, moving very fast, and uh, it's kind of like a, a small boat in front of the super tanker to scout for both uh, paradise and uh, icebergs. And, and why is uh, a big bank like this uh, doing such an initiative? I think it's uh, partly because our business model is to deliver the best services for our customers, and it's important to try to explore what is the future services for our customers that we do not know exist yet. So it's basically having a couple of bets in to figure out what, which directions are we heading and do, do that quickly. We listened to David Rowan earlier as a keynote speaker, um, author and um, previous editor of uh, Wired. Um, he was... Um, sick of the uh, innovation theater as you call it how do you make sure that you don't uh, end up uh, performing some kind of innovation theater well um, when it comes to uh, large-scale innovation in DMB uh, we know that all our investors are looking at our numbers and uh, this is this is kind of uh, something that is uh, everyone is measured on how well are our innovation investment actually Uh, producing return on investment so using uh, traditional metrics like that it always helps but you always you also need to get the right people on the bus uh, a lot of people thought that now I'm a technologist just because our former CEO said that now DMB is going to be uh, a technology company with a banking license it just mean that all of a sudden you're a technologist you're still a banker so 
it is, you need to have the, the, the people that understand what innovation actually means. And I agree with him. There is a lot of theater. Uh, so you need to have the right mindset and have the right uh, practices and, and tools to do innovation first in, first doing it at small scale and also managing to, to, uh, to scale it so that everyone can do innovation, not just an innovation department or something, because that, then it becomes uh, theater. Yeah, and all these, like he talked about also, all these um, uh, abbreviations and so on. It's, uh, it's not just theater sometimes, it's uh, innovation poetry. It's just, yeah, it's so... You have to measure it and manage it. And another thing that he, he mentioned was uh, uh, the ability to build an ecosystem, and that is an ability that you have as a, as a, as a bank with financial muscles. What kind of areas do you think you should or could venture into when you have this a huge uh, customer base? There's plenty, and we we have, there's not a shortage of ideas or things to explore. Right? It's it's a vast universe that we can go to. So we're looking into stuff like AI, quantum computing, blockchain, uh, and and we also have put a lot of these things together into new products and services, like the fridge that we presented, for instance, which uh, which is a self-contained autonomous fridge that can essentially work as a small business in itself. Uh, but yeah, there's many places to explore. And that's called the smidge? Yeah, it's, it's a, a smart fridge. Uh, it's basically an autonomous device. We built both to explore like the image of, uh, of AI in the form of computer vision, but also to build not just an, a phone-free shopping experience, but also having building a device that is autonomous in in all senses, meaning uh, it has its own, tracks its own inventory, it uh, does its own billing, uh, getting getting income, uh, it does, uh, it orders uh, new inventory when it needs to. It's basically uh, a store of its own with no employees. And the reason we're doing that is that opens a whole lot, a lot of new opportunities for how can this store finance itself How, what if it wants to become a customer of a bank and this is uh, popularly uh, report, referred to as things as customers so we did it as a as kind of a gimmick because it's a it's a cool thing it's an autonomous uh, it's basically a, a bar where you can just go and grab what you want and it just refills itself it's a wonderful thing but it's actually some so it's not it's not just playing with technology it's actually to see uh, when more and more things become autonomous uh, how do we deal with that so that's that's kind of the next phase we're going to explore with the smidge the smart fridge and you also mentioned an example from um, a cafe that who um, uh, charged customers based on uh, facial recognition technology yeah um, exactly and um, we are at the top of the hype curve of the adoption of smartphones we sometimes even see that sales are decreasing so we don't know what will be the future, but one 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 option is that we don't have these phones as proxies to to the the uh, intelligent surroundings that we will eventually be just carbon based uh, UI and also like David Rowan talked about in his his keynote. I thought it was I think it was him. Uh, why don't we just operate it directly into the brain? 
that might be the future as well. Um, but that's, uh, that's, uh, that's farther into the future. So what we want to test out is uh, both how easy is, is it technology-wise, how well does it play with uh, regulatory constraints, and, and what do users think. And we learned a lot from that. We don't think it's going to be a mainstream anytime soon. I mean, you also mentioned, because uh, I mean, we're on the uh, conference track called the future of governance. Uh, we talk a lot about privacy and integrity and democracy. Um, and you mentioned that the bank, since you have such a high amount of trust in the Nordic countries, maybe the bank can be a custodian of, of personal data. Yeah, definitely. Uh, since we people already trust us with the valuables, right? Why not trust us with their data? And we have not, no, uh, at least no uh, sinister gains from being in the custodian of that data, like others have. So I think we are in a good position to be, be that. Regarding the, the regulatory framework, as you said, it's, it's a, a bit complex sometimes to navigate. And you, you mentioned that uh, you're trying to open up, or the Norwegian government is opening up a fintech sandbox. Is that a way of uh, moving forward, iterating uh, so that the regulatory framework can, can uh, move along? Yeah, I think definitely. And uh, that's, that's our model just at scale. We're a lab, so we can do experiments and see what works. And then if, if, it's, if it really works, then we can sometimes hand it off to others that can make this uh, a large-scale product and they will consume all their time for many years. Uh, that's not how we work. We just do all these small iterations. And um, I think the, the supervisory authorities, they, they are risk averse by design they're supposed to be they they want to make sure that uh, especially at least in Norway I, I assume it's the same in, in, in most of the Nordics um, they go to work to make sure that we don't have uh, another financial crisis uh, which means that there's uh, a lot of things you can't do um, but it's also it also means that it's very hard to come up with improvements uh, so with the sandbox you can You can play well with them. You can show them this is what we want to do, not only within AI, but maybe even more so within blockchain, cryptocurrencies, and the distributed ledgers, and, and so on. They need to know how to regulate it, and they can't look into that before they have some, some actual examples to look at. And they say, well, you've got to put it out there. Well, we can't put it out there because you haven't regulated it so that we can do it. So with the sandbox, I think that would really help to... And it's not just about uh, digital innovation within financial services. It's also about the, the digital development of society. Because that's, that's a huge difference when we, we're in, based in Oslo and also in, in Silicon Valley. Uh, in, in Silicon Valley, you have a lot of fantastic companies with fantastic technology, but they have a Stone Age society. Here in, in, uh, in the Nordics, we have an ultra-modern, super-digital society. Uh, as, and if you look at uh, government infrastructure, uh, digital infrastructure and banking infrastructure, it is really like uh, science fiction to our friends in California. So uh, it's not just about innovation and competing and getting better products for consumers and so on. It's also about bringing the, the society at large uh, to become more digital. So what is your vision of uh, the bank of the future? Ooh. 
I think the banker of the future is somebody who can take a more advisory role in people's lives and give give them uh, products and services that make uh, all frictions in your life go away and make things easy. And uh, of course, they will still be the custodian of your valuables, but it may not look the same. Yeah, I agree. And uh, sometimes we we. Uh we play around with this idea of as a DMB customer, you should never ever again be broke. You should never run out of money. So kind of the the last uh, personal uh, financial uh, uh, assistance you will ever need. And um, uh, we use that as an example of something that is entirely impossible today, but will be possible sometime. It doesn't mean that you would have uh, as much money as you would like at any point in life, but it's about taking that proactive advisory role in people's life and uh, like, like I also talked about earlier today uh, it's something about giving people financial peace of mind and enable both people and uh, as well as businesses to do more of what really matters to them and uh, for pe- people individuals that's mostly by, about life quality and in for businesses it's about making money of what is their purpose so Great. Thank you so much for joining here from Dylan. Thank you for talking to us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Um, check out New Tech Lab at uh, DNB. Uh, do you have a website? Uh, yeah, you can check out newtechlab.wtf. That's newtechlab.whatsthefuture. Yeah, uh, it's the same as your shirt. Uh, WTF. Uh, also, smidge.ai, if you want to look for the, the weird uh, self Yeah, sustaining fridge. There is. All right, hejaframtiden.se, you can find everything you need to know. My name is Kishan von Essen. This is hejaframtiden uh, from Internetdagarna, the Internet Days in Stockholm, Sweden. Thank you for listening.